Right, I think we're rolling. Um, so I'm not going to keep any fancy intro or outro music because this is not one of those uh, podcasts where I want craving for views and anything like that. But yeah, welcome to the first episode of the Talk and Chill podcast. Uh, it's like rebranded from my own old podcast uh, called As The Binges Club, uh, which I used to record with my cousin to, you know, sort of... Uh, give movie and tv show reviews but uh, you know we haven't recorded uh an episode like since december 2019 which which seems like a million years ago right now but yeah it's been long so i thought uh instead of only talking movies or tv shows i, I could just rebrand the whole thing and just talk about you know life in general happenings in the internet and the world and you know stuff in general and yeah uh, i've got snehangsu with me uh, thanks a lot man without you this wouldn't have been possible at all hey thank you so much for you know for you doing, letting me join here i'm absolutely yeah. great thank you for asking how are you i'm i'm good man like how's how's things going absolutely fantastic so uh, i was thinking actually uh, since we are rebranding this and you know you are restarting the entire project uh means we can still discuss about stuffs like uh, the old chairmen you know like the movies and tv shows that yeah we were previously yeah, okay. discussing and since i think a lot a lot of things have changed uh, back from 2019 so yeah we can start this new and we can you know uh, chill out with from from nice topics there are some good yeah options that we can discuss about yeah we can discuss about a lot because you know i generally uh, the th- the reason why i started this is because uh, there are two reasons to be precise one uh, i've got a friend of mine whose name is siva a shout out to him so he recently started uh, like i think it's four mu- four weeks back one month back i don't know exactly but mm-hmm. he started a podcast with his friends known as the lunch table podcast do check it out if you want it's amazing so basically it's the same theme and concept where he sits uh, sits with his friends and he just chats about you know youtube stuff or just life in general or just they just talk about uh, themselves within their friends group and it just sounds so fun and you know i like me like when I, when since when i've been like since the time i've been doing this uh, i've been only talking about sport and all that and i always wanted to like talk something different and something you know other than it other like than a sports, topic. Yeah. yeah exactly I, I never got the chance uh, to do it um so I, i thought maybe if if i start this sort of a thing it would be like too many uh, podcasts to do but yeah i uh, i'm still going to keep tracks and get regular hopefully with my other two podcasts uh, but yeah uh, <laughs> i just wanted yeah, to do this from the the thing is uh, yeah sports are sports is obviously interesting topic you know, and a massive topic to debate on uh, yeah. but i think you know tv shows movies all this arts and uh, all this yeah, stuff life in general really, and life in general is equally important so yeah yeah uh, it's and, a and nice there's one yeah. and there's one more thing like uh, i i usually like listen to other podcasts as well uh, i don't know if you've heard about the joe rogan podcast the joe rogan experience uh, i haven't and Well, I will check uh, okay, it out. So, yeah, no, you. I mean, it's it's on you completely. Uh, but there's there's Joe Rogan experience and there's Logan Paul's podcast, Impulsive, uh, and there are some other podcasts. And whenever I listen to them, I have I feel like 
damn these people have got so much freedom uh, of talking whatever they want and they, they just talk for so long and it's so intriguing to listen to these people like when they speak about uh, you know various stuff i mean they they talk about uh their own personal life shit uh mm-hmm. and they they talk about current political i i'm not going to get into political happenings in this <laughs> uh like particular ones because i'm a total totally a political person but yeah uh, they they talk about everything possible and and i i realized along the way that uh, i i'm i'm naturally a very uh, long talker like i'll talk a lot <laughs> which is why most of my podcast like exceed 1 hour like you know uh, the funniest thing is uh, whenever i record pod- podcast with guests they ask me how long is it going to take uh, to record this and i say like 30 40 minutes max and it goes like 1 hun- minute 40 minutes i think that's an arbitrary value yeah <laughs> to be honest yeah it's pretty arbitrary to be honest because i never stick to time i just start speaking about something then i improvise and it just goes beyond time right now even even right now we're not sticking to the stuff yeah we are absolutely not <laughs> we didn't yeah. plan to speak about you know like uh, yeah i, I, I wouldn't have imagined stuff. that yeah exactly i wouldn't have imagined that i would be talking about something that i did not write in the notes for like five and a half minutes so it feels very weird and so but, but yeah but absolutely yeah. uh it means you know you you cannot really practice things out and if you're a lo- lot more organized when you are uh, you know talking on a podcast yeah. or maybe let's say on a topic if you're a lot more organized it makes it sound a bit monotonous which uh, you know changes when you're hearing it as a viewer or as a listener you lose the touch uh, uh as a as a you know as a person that you are even understanding what you are listening because it's more basically it's more like uh, you're enjoying your podcast is something when you're walking down the aisle or walking down yeah, exactly. you're listening to it and you're chilling just and you're just enjoying the moment listening to the things that can that happens to everyone's life each and every person's life so yeah and and it works both ways as well because look so so yeah that was my last reason because like when i do such stuff you know i forget everything that's happening around me in life like my only focus is this and it's just fun to record and like i i feel like i can talk for hours and hours and hours and i, I still won't get done but it's so fun to be honest you know so absolutely yeah. absolutely man so the entire thing of the podcast and it's a good thing in a way because since uh, you know you are doing this after 2019 so that's nearly a like nearly a two years mark yeah but i've been doing other other like sports stuff but yeah to be honest uh, apart from sports it's been mm-hmm. like a bit of a long time so So yeah you That's know just to introduce uh, just to introduce what was previously happening and you know just to catch up on those parts it's a, a good start i would say so uh, yeah. so let's move on to the uh, discussions on you know something related to youtube that you have been seeing so what are the things that you have been you know looking in youtube recently uh, or you know following any tv series or stuff like that um so to be precise uh, like i watch a lot of youtube to be honest uh, i lo- i watch sports youtube uh-huh. and i watch entertainment youtube so basically uh, to to divide my youtube watching uh, you could divide it into two parts like the uk and the us and in the us it's uh, precisely two or three things that i watch one is the, the clips by joe rogan uh, like the joe rogan podcast uh, actually produced it's on spotify basically mm-hmm. it used to be on youtube but spotify gave joe rogan a deal it's a million dollar deal and if you view spotify you would be surprised to know that his 
his show is the only show where you can get a video on Spotify's app or uh, you know the okay. wherever you listen to Spotify you, you get a video on Spotify and a whole like 1080p uh, 60 fps video and with subtitles which is pretty insane and the deal is underrated yeah exactly and the guy uh, he he's a, he's like a stand up he's like a stand up comedian he commentates for ufc which is like the mma uh which a mixed martial arts sport um tournament not a tournament to be honest what is it called an organization just like nba is for basketball ufc is for mma mm-hmm. so he commentates for that and he uh, calls he records podcasts with celebrities you know elon musk came on his podcast he smoked weed and all that shit <laughs> on his podcast yeah and that that is one of his most played episodes if i'm not wrong yeah i think that was the image that uh, got pretty viral saying elon musk yeah exactly exactly elon elon musk smoking that weed and shit and you know all that so yeah i listen to his clips when he talks topics that are relevant to my watching then obviously logan paul and jake paul uh, these are like two paul brothers in the us so they started off with vlogging when they were kids even before youtube existed on this platform called vine and i, I haven't been following them uh, them since then but they uh, recently like from to, to 2019 what they're doing is they start they got into boxing and music so what they're doing is they are fighting other celebrities uh, and other professional athletes uh, for boxing matches and okay. they're earning shitload of money and to look at their marketing strategy from uh, kind of behind the scenes is quite interesting and i watch a lot of content related to them uh, uh, on youtube and then there's this uh, in uk uk i literally watch since you every- say about uh, since you're talking about you know stand up comedians so i think i should also put in a little bit so i normally yeah, yeah joe rogan uh, something that i have actually absolutely you know uh, heard about him but i haven't really heard the podcast that you're talking about but yeah i uh, should check it out sometime yeah absolutely man and uh, there is some i think you are pretty much aware about russell peters and nimesh but yeah Okay. I haven't heard it, but yeah, I'm aware about them. Yeah, but so basically, those are the two uh, stand-up comedians that I normally listen to: Russell Peters and Nimesh Patel. Nimesh Patel is a guy from Canada, so he yeah. makes pretty, you know, explicit Dope jokes. Content. <laughs> explicit jokes on the drugs and stuffs like that. And as Russell Peters, you know, he's pretty much a guy who likes commenting on uh, culture, racism, and uh, stuffs like that. You know. so uh, those are the only two that i normally listen to based uh, means based yeah. on stand up comedians uh, but uh, i normally also uh, i think uh, uh, there's a very good channel in youtube which, which i have been recently following so that is thomas frank uh, oh thomas frank of uh, of course i've heard of thomas frank but i haven't watched more of his videos he's like thomas frank is also brentford's manager's name <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely yeah. yeah i just i just uh checked that when they got promoted so i was like okay thomas frank is it the same guy who used to make youtube videos so yeah <laughs> no, so that uh thomas frank is a very nice uh it's it's a, it's a actually a motivational you know or getting organized your in your life stuff uh yeah. videos so those are the kind of things that you can you know just uh, imp- experiment and imply on your daily lifestyle so that your lifestyle yeah. bit, comes a bit organized and stuff like that so Thomas Frank is one that I have been watching a lot recently and I think uh again friends of tracking football related so we will <laughs> we yeah, can go there man, all the time. Don't talk about friends of tracking because you know I I've, I've been 
like i've got a list of things on uh, in courses that i've got to watch and you know learn or whatever and friends of tracking youtube channel the whole the whole set of videos is on that list and absolutely i, I just procra- I, i procrastinated so much that i've literally watched like five same, or six same. of the whole videos same i i started watching on the first episode i was like oh damn man i don't know shit about this uh, entire thing i don't know anything that they're talking about and then i started like okay i need to revise yeah. this topics before i start yeah. seeing these videos because i have no clue what they're talking about yeah so for anyone who's not aware friends of tracking is basically a sport uh, football based uh, youtube channel uh, started by uh, david sumter a, a prof yeah yeah david david sumter who is a professor at a university and author of this famous uh, football book named uh, socomatics that yeah that is famous worldwide and he also is analyst at a club named hammerbury if i'm not wrong uh, at upasala university uh, and upasala university like i think i know i'm not sure if which club he's uh, yeah hammerbury is as the club that i think he is at I, i'm not pretty sure but he is he is an analyst at one of uh, those clubs like there and yeah he he so he took up an initiative where like he wants to connect uh, football data scientists across the globe and uh, he wants to he wants them to come on and share their experiences and teach other people to get into the field and get them started and give them all the motivation that's necessary and all that for absolutely it's a brilliant content yeah. to watch uh, if you are yeah. starting <laughs> sadly, to watch sadly we haven't watched it much <laughs> exactly <laughs> and the thing it. is it's 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 like a lot of maths that uh, is there so a lot of statistics math stuff that is there yeah. which is being implemented uh, through the models that he builds like position value and stuff like that so those yeah. are the things that uh, you need to actually learn means you need to have the basic higher secondary maths knowledge before you can say yeah. jump and dive into that but it's an absolutely uh, you know gem of an podcast uh, gem of an youtube channel yeah so uh, yeah i was talking about my uk uh, youtubing so in uk yeah. i pretty much pretty much i watch every small to big youtuber like a youtuber who's got uh, 2 to 3000 subscribers uh, to youtubers who've got millions of subscribers like uk i i personally had this unpopular opinion that mm-hmm. uk youtube stream is one of the most underrated in the world because the t- amount of talent that people have got uh, and and the youtube sector in uk is just remarkable because i know i've, I've explored so many different genres and i've you know you know we have learned about a lot about uk's culture like the people in uk you know, be it not just uk even ireland uh, you know i like the irish accent a lot because uh, i've watched some youtubers yeah, who a lot of words yeah yeah exactly so uh, yeah and so i watched the sidemen in youtube sidemen is a very famous uh, channel in youtube so basically sidemen is a group of guys like seven guys and they do this uh, weird challenges and uh, mm-hmm. you know they do they, they do all sorts of uh, sorts of stuff and all that so in that sidemen uh, group there's this guy named ksi also known as jj olatunji <laughs> to be honest he he he's he was the one who fought uh, logan paul like two years back and that's when i started following both of them and i expanded my youtube knowledge so you know what's funny about youtube so i till about 2016 or 17 i 
YouTube was not my thing. If I used to watch anything, it used to be on television. Like I used to, even if it was sports shows, I used to uh-huh. watch like uh, star sports shows and all that for any sport. uh but uh, like ever since so how youtube started was like so there was this one random channel youtube channel named the united stand i don't know if it's popular with you or not uh the channel if you like it or not but uh i i started watching the united stand on youtube uh, like for some random reason because i was just scrolling through i did was the channel i used to watch it but then i just you know never followed that uh, channel after that yeah so yeah so i started watching that channel and then the youtuber like the host of that channel went to some other channel and then i watched you know it's a, it's like a chain effect so it's like if if you and me are doing this so someone will come and uh, listen this episode for you and then through you like he might uh, start following me and my other stuff and all that so it's like a chain effect so like that i started finding other youtube channels like true jordy is my favorite youtuber true jordy uh, he's a mm-hmm. he's a sports come uh, mix uh, like combat sport come football come uh, normal like general podcast shows who like okay. inter- interview celebrities in uk and across the world so yeah his his streams are amazing i watch that and yeah a lot, lot watch a lot of youtube content from the uk if i start naming them like it would take a lot lot of time so i'll not get into the depth <laughs> of that so yeah, yeah but uk like, uk does have some quality content uh, in the youtube uh, yeah, especially exactly. in the youtube channels uh, also also i would mention the podcast part as well so uh, yeah. they do have lot of crazy content that can be explored even i to be honest i haven't explored much so i can, i mean i cannot you know go depth in depth into that but mostly uh, you know my youtube channels are mostly about all this uh, stuff where you uh, see it means you know you get uh, either football or it's motivational or it's space so something like vsauce uh, vertesium uh, things like this where you can you know uh, understand like the basic on why does water go downhill or why does you know that's interesting stuff at turbulent flow water happens so these are the stuffs that uh, you know i normally keep in the youtube channels and mostly subscribe to them so uh, these are the normal things that you know gets me on like okay this is why is this happening or why is uh, let's say why yeah, is the curiosity to know something exactly so uh, those are the things that i normally follow from my youtube uh, yeah recently so, i was uh, watching a space x uh, i think it was landing that happened recently i'm not really space sure space landing yeah i'm not really sure if it was a recent one or it was a uh, oh, means it was the previous one that they uh, got uh, that is i think it was the falcon 3 or 4 i'm not sure about it so uh, i was checking actually how they program it and how they actually planned it on how they changed the things which uh, you know which made Uh, after seven failures which made them land the fifth <laughs> one so yeah that was a pretty interesting one means those are the things that i normally you know enjoy watching like why yeah that's it? interesting stuff a lot like we can obviously talk about it uh, like sometime in the future but yeah that sounds very interesting absolutely man that's a nice uh, it's it's nice nice to know that why things just why just normal things that we see in our daily life happen yeah the curiosity to know something like why is it in that way because i you know uh, like sometime back i was doing the school uh, named in engineering uh, it's by mm-hmm. sadguru who is like a spiritual guru in yeah yeah i heard of sadguru 
yeah of course so uh, like i was doing a course in in the engineering and like the one of the first concepts is uh, like makes you realize that the way we've been brought up in life is like so fundamentally different to what he perceives of it like like you know you you start when, when you do that course you start thinking okay why was i taught this particular thing in this way in my childhood why didn't i explore more and like why is this why is this thing like that why why should we do this thing like that so it you know arises curiosity uh-huh. in your mind like i think that's true in 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 a in a point like uh, when you when you speak about it in the sense like what we were taught like when uh, yeah, exactly right when our, our fundamentals like in. who who decides that the fundamentals that we learn in life are the way like they should be like why can't it be the other way around why can't it be different why can't it be so, different or why can't it be you know just yeah, exactly. not the same way which is being taught to like 40000 people in a go like let's say <laughs> exactly. that we are start we are studying in a school we are starting at class 1 and we are going to class 12 so we are still mm-hmm. studying the same basic principles that uh, which is being taught since like 30 40 years yeah. before and we are still yeah, doing exactly. the same even after the world has gone ahead by 30 40 years so it yeah. sounds ridiculous when you see when you put a you know when you see a birds eye view of the entire situation how the world education system is but <laughs> you know it's stuff that you can control or change in a day so yep yeah. this is what it is yeah it is what it is so yeah i think youtube stuff is done so what do you watch do you watch uh, a lot of movies or tv shows or anime um, what do you watch generally so not much into movies i have uh, recently i was uh, listing down a few of the movies that i have really watched but and most of them came from christopher nolan uh, you know <laughs> everyone of so yeah. <laughs> sci-fi sci-fi movies are dope yeah but i i'm really much more of a guy which who lo- loves anime so yeah series anime stuff so a series i mostly like in fiction where it's more you know science fiction stuff and uh, things like that with a little bit of murder mystery or crime thriller stuff like that but uh i'll say i'm more of an anime guy because i prefer you know what are the animes you've watched so there are loads of them and i'll just say a few which have you, have you heard of have you heard of my hero academia absolutely it's a current one that i'm watching it's on the uh, because the you know season. the the guy the guy season. i said uh, the guy i said uh, like with whom i got inspired like yeah, the guy who did a podcast with his friends mm-hmm. the guy like he's been recommending my hero academy to me a lot like he's telling that i i'm going to get addicted to that series absolutely it's a, it's, it's actually a really addictive series when you start watching it and since five seasons of them are already out so you know you can just binge watch them in a go because uh, you, uh-huh. the, the stories are pretty much linked and you will find it pretty interesting it's uh, yeah. it's kind of uh, it's kind of like a superhero team team of superheroes fighting against a bigger odd of evil so yeah it's yeah, a good yeah, good yeah, series team but yeah with a, with a different uh, flavor to it with yeah. a different story to it actually the uh, i think the story which they are leading towards it's going to be a pretty you know climatic one where you will like oh what the fuck what the fuck is this just happen <laughs> yeah Uh, because you know i the only anime that i watched is uh, obviously death note which most mm-hmm. of most everyone of anime watches yeah. yeah every everyone must have watched it uh, but i used to read mangas a few years back like till few years back the first mm-hmm. manga that i read was one punch man i read like read off like 110 chapters of one punch man and uh, then i think i even tried to 
two more uh, mangas one was one piece one piece was too long i never one piece is uh, actually too long it's like 700 yeah, very too long. Even, yeah i i, uh, I barely like completed after. 20 i barely completed 20 30 chapters of one piece so uh, i just left it off in between and there's this another uh, manga named bilzebub or bilzehub or something like that bilzebub i think i'm not sure I, about I it exactly. i haven't yeah i, haven't I don't i'm not it. sure about the pronunciation but it was something like bilzehub or bilzebub or something like that it was also like a funny one um, funny manga i read a few mm-hmm. chapters of that i think so yeah after after that uh, the manga apps like were getting shut down or something i, I don't yeah they have exactly. some uh, you know genuine issues with uh, where they are publishing their content because yeah exactly yeah most of them are free and uh, you know how people act when they is free and then they pirate it so there's a reason i think they yeah so the manga apps uh, started getting shut or like stopped working or stuff and then that's where my interest or like uh, routine of reading mangas and all that fell off a cliff out of your and i've barely read uh, mangas or watched anime in like a lot of time so yeah uh, so my hero academia I- i'm really trying to watch it because i'm i'm not able to take time of it but i'm i, I still watch loki like loki the loki current is actually, i think it's a, it's a, it's a recent a, one and i think it's yeah, the seventh the, episode there no uh, the selon there are only six episodes and they've released the fourth one yesterday like some okay, from the okay. day of recording because i have i i really take interest in any of the superhero uh, comics because i have been following uh, most of yeah. them most of the marvel contents contents that they have uh, created like jessica jones luke cage daredevil yeah also stuff so i thought i will be watching loki and let's see <laughs> i'm still trying to figure out a time when i can Yeah, so I only take time out to watch Loki because I like any MCU stuff. I just take time out to give it. Yeah, absolutely. It. Even I think uh, DC Comics is also you know you know releasing some quite a good uh, stuff. Uh, I I've not watched Snyder Cut yet. I have to watch Snyder Cut. Uh-huh. Uh, okay. It's a, it's an absolute gem of a movie. I would say like yeah, uh, if you have watched because it's four yeah. hours. I I just procrastinated and never took time for it. <laughs> I I agree, man. It's four hours of uh, true brilliance, though. But if you have watched the uh, Justice League, the Josh Whedon uh, part, which the was, Josh Whedon one wasn't pretty good. I I watched the Josh Whedon one and it wasn't. It was like pretty one-time watch. Um, yeah, exactly. And it's like when you compare, when you watch, you know, Snyder Cut, and you see like, okay, this is what I watched in Josh Whedon's uh, movie. You will be like, oh my god, what the fuck? I haven't even you know seen. I haven't even scratched the surface of the movie, and they just close the movie off. Yeah. And do you think it was it worth four hours? Like, uh, it's I know absolutely. it's four hours long. Absolutely, it was worth four hours. I would say like I would miss the part that there is not and not a second part. See, I am a, I am a massive DC fan, so like I have been when I was since when I was a child, I would say that I have grown up with this DC comics rather than Marvel comics because I was less exposed to them. Marvel, I would say yeah. like Spider Man, I would say the only comics that was more exposed to. but i have I means you know mostly inside this uh, whole justice league type of part when i was when i was you know reading comics and stuff so uh, the, the when i see them in real live action movies it comes like okay this is uh, brilliant but uh, yeah. i think after the marvel releases the you know the entire uh, phase 3 i think phase 3 it was yeah, this phase 4 i think this is phase 4 this is phase 4 like enter phase 1 phase 2 and phase 3 and that is when i really caught the interest towards marvel like oh these are the characters that are there and these are their you know superpowers this is how they are individually as a person so 
that's when i started connecting with the marvel uh, you know characters but before that i was entirely dc because they used to release this uh, beautiful uh, animated uh, you know animated movies and games yeah. as well so i am a massive you know game gamer i love games so mmorpgs and stuff like that so and mostly all the good games were based on dc heroes so i was like okay yeah the anime animes and games were uh, better in dc but the real life uh, absolutely the better in marvel movies were marvel yeah because i grew up watching marvel like i started with x men uh, then fantastic four i watched and then the marvel cinematic universe uh, big, began with iron man and all that so uh, since then mcu is uh, like something that i keep good track on like i i just watch a movie or a show and i just uh, go on youtube and search for alternative theories of what <laughs> yeah, the could fandom, happen and, the yeah exactly the absolutely love the there yeah it, i i love doing it and like it it kind of uh, it, it has been a part of me since childhood and like i like i was i was disappointed when end game got finished and then spiderman far from home got over then there was this little break for uh, movies and then there was this pandemic where there were no movies and all that so i was like ah okay oh, <laughs> i miss those times and all that but now that they've got these shows and all that i i'm back yeah. into like exploring theories and you know discussing stuff so that really uh, reminds me of my childhood and all that so Absolutely. i think disney uh, disney disney service as well as hbo max service which they are releasing the content like HBO is doing it for DC and uh, Disney, uh, yeah, Disney Plus is for Marvel and all that. Yeah, so uh, it's a good, pretty it's good deal, to be honest. You know, I think it's a pretty good deal, and plus, I think uh, Indian peoples uh, like we Indian peoples can you know uh, get the deals with uh, our network providers, Airtel, Jio, all this. Yeah, exactly. Most of the time, free services to them if you are recharging for some. Yeah, no, but sadly for HBO, HBO uh, Max, I think normally HBO originals come on Hotstar, but uh, like. If you remember for Friends Reunion and for Justice League, it did not come on Hotstar. So I'm not sure if know. HBO is doing it on Hotstar because they are pretty. Much no, no, no. Normally, I'm just saying uh, the Friends Reunion normally came at uh, came on Z5. Uh, but okay. the normally whatever originals are released by HBO, uh, mm-hmm. they normally come on Hotstar. Like if you talk about Euphoria, you talk about. uh parry mason i think rick parry mason or something like the parry mason uh, that was robert downey junior show or movie i'm not sure what it is but parry mason is one uh euphoria is one obviously game of thrones the biggest hbo original you, you could name <laughs> uh, but yeah the, yeah so they all they are they all come on hotstar but uh, not sure why friends reunion and snyder cut all these things did not come So yeah, I don't know why Snyder Cut didn't come, but uh, also Friends Reunion. But uh, Friends Reunion was less of an HBO special. It's it means it was it was obviously an HBO special, but uh, it was less of an content that they would permanently release in Hotstar because they would need HBO Max. You know, the, the main agenda of uh, the entire release is so that people subscribe for it. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, giving it to Hotstar is like you know losing out the only uh, chance of earning the subscription. So. <laughs> yeah exactly and what else you watch on netflix uh, apart from anime do you watch any other shows uh netflix i have watched uh, the, i think i i think i'm forgetting the umbrella academy i think that was one that i watched the umbrella academy so i was really expecting that the third season would come and so that i can start watching it because it's a pretty uh, neat uh, way of describing how superheroes are and mm. you know like since and pretty weird as story 
when you are uh, seeing superheroes as a as a team of family when how they settle up as a family so yeah that's something reminiscent to incredibles <laughs> kind of like incredibles is lot more related to incredibles just a little bit more crazy i would say oh uh, yeah crazy crazy is good actually better be exactly crazy. yeah yeah i'm right now i'm on netflix like i like i've got a long list but i'm i'm focusing mm-hmm. to watch uh, season 4 of elite elite is like a spanish tv show that's on netflix okay. quite popular so it's like basically uh it's a group of school kids so a school obviously has rich kids and kids who come through scholarships and all that Absolutely. and they they have disparities and all that this is based in madrid spain obviously mm-hmm. so uh so there are kids who belong to very rich families and there are kids who who just come from scholarships and all that and there are disparities between them and then a lot of drama and shit happens like uh, you know some crime it's like a crime thriller uh, kind of a genre oh, and nice. eventually yeah eventually after three seasons uh, all those people start uh, getting together with each other and like they all become friends and you know take all these disparities and uh, cultural and you know sentimental differences among themselves and like they just get together and be friends after that after three seasons so the fourth season is like bit of a new chapter of what's going to happen next with new characters coming in and all that so yeah i've got to watch season 4 so, uh, so yeah that, that's fun. i i think i they could have ended it in season 3 but yeah let's see what they've got in season 4 Yeah I think one of the things that uh, you know TV uh, series uh, people who, those who are directors of the TV series content those who design them and direct them and you know produce mm. them I think they got to think about this particularly well when the that they end the series on a high I think yeah. one of the series which uh, dipped down a lot was Arrow I think Arrow did uh, Arrow. finish on a high I means it was on a high since of, I think because of the uh, you know merging of different universes but uh, i think they dragged it a bit too long based on how arrow stories was as well as i think they are dragging too long for the flash one as well so yeah. uh, tv series uh, directors do really need to realize like uh, when and when to stop so that they end up on a high and they do not go the way the game of thrones series went Yeah I'm like a lot of them are uh, end up making open ended uh, endings you know like sh- if you watch Sherlock of Benedict Cumberbatch that is one of I the did, perfect examples yeah yeah first reasons were amazing even fourth season I loved fourth season but the thing with the fourth season of Sherlock was that it went a bit off track like off genre like till exactly. the first three seasons first three seasons were like uh, Sh- Sherlock gets a very impossible to solve very uh, difficult looking case and he just solves using his expertise and intelligence which was uh, which would make the show intriguing and all that but fourth season became more of family drama and all that uh, spoiler alert if anyone watch Sherlock and if it's anyone's listening but yeah and they ended it very openly like it's an open ended ending and they the show creators haven't officially declared if the show has ended or if a new season any time soon would come Like, I I still as a Sherlock fan, so it's every now and then on Google if a season five is potential. Even I, I am a massive Sherlock yeah. fan. I have yeah. you know this audio yeah. books of it. So yeah, the fourth season didn't. Uh, yeah, it's it's an open ended ending. It was open ended, very open. It wasn't necessary to create a new fourth season. If you're going to create a new fourth season, you create the content for it before you actually go ahead into production. 
for the fourth season that is what let's i let's see i mean i would like a season 5 of sherlock because the, because firstly because of the fame benedict cumberbatch gained through doctor strange and all that and i think it would actually make sense for the creators to cash in on maybe a fifth season but with Absolutely. a bit of a good new concept of sherlock or something i think i would definitely love sherlock season 5 uh I, in fact i fo- started benedict cumberbatch as my favorite actor second mm-hmm. favorite is bob and odin uh, if you don't know who is uh, like he's better call sauls actor okay. he was okay. in breaking bad yeah, yeah so yeah, that guy yeah it is separate yeah, series better call saul yeah. yeah yeah that that guy so yeah so benedict cumberbatch I, ever since sherlock sherlock was my first ever tv show uh, ever since that i followed him so much i watched the imitation game then i watched uh, i watched star trek into darkness which wasn't too good but fine uh not all movies are good but we still enjoy them uh then i watched uh i watched i think his stephen fleming movie not, not stephen stephen hawking sorry yes stephen hawking, stephen uh, hawking biopic yeah, yeah he yeah. made a biopic or a series on stephen hawking i think i watched it's that a, it's a well. biopic i think i do not recall the theory of everything i do not recall uh, what was the name of the movie i i haven't yeah, watched the theory, of, the theory of everything was the movie uh, to be honest yeah and and also yeah, benedict cumberbatch also had the show named patrick melrose on they can watch it on hotstar uh, it's a mm-hmm. family drama and it is one of my favorite family dramas ever like what a what a performance man i mean talks uh, talks about so much like talks about how child abuse is an issue that people often tend to ignore and how child abuse could actually uh, change a man and his growth 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 path or something what mm-hmm. that you call I think up. it's a unspoken territory uh, currently that child abuse parental mis mis misparenting yeah, exactly. uh, stuffs because you know parenting is something that uh, is something that needs to be te- taught like yeah, uh, exactly. you cannot just expect us like let's say in another 20 30 years people who are currently on our age you do not expect them to suddenly turn to a parent after the you know uh, have a kid <laughs> so it's it's quite weird that our generation has accepted that that yes it will be how a parenting could be but i think parenting also needs a little bit of tutoring or maybe uh, you know reading a book or two so that that helps guide how to be a better parent rather than just yeah. you know, just exactly. being a parent there just being available there yeah i totally agree with that so yeah i love that show you should just maybe note it on your list you could watch it sometime maybe absolutely so, man i will I will take the recommendations because you. I think you told me a few other podcasts as well. Those are pretty interesting. They sounded yeah, pretty good. Yeah, you can check it out. Yeah, I haven't actually, you know, no hard rule. You, you, if you if you like try get interest. Like normally, like yeah. How since I, I have not, uh, you know, I have not really uh, explored the MMA part of uh, how MMA styling works or how the game rules are and how. So pretty, pretty it's very interesting and intriguing you know because you're talking about people like you're talking literally two men in an octagon uh, they're going up against each other uh, with you know literally four pound gloves and they could literally murder each other like it's legal legal warfare against an individual like mma you can, they, there's so much there's there's it's a it's a culmination of so many things like you can box you can do judo you can do wrestling you can do kickboxing you can basically mixed martial boxing. arts so you know you know yeah, do exactly, everything yeah, yeah exactly so it's it's so intriguing to watch like i i've gotten into it recently but i don't want to talk about sport because i'll just have a fomo of not doing my other two podcasts regularly so absolutely yeah. man so 
yeah so that's the thing but in since we are going ahead and you know suggesting movies and tv series i would suggest two more which are my personal favorites so yeah go uh, ahead both of them are uh, from robbie williams i think you have heard of robbie williams oh robbie yeah yeah i have heard about robbie williams yeah what so one of them is uh, dead poets society which is an absolute gem of a movie which t- yeah. tells us how uh, you know how teachers influence life and how you know art love passion all these things are equally important than money uh, studies and jobs and things like that uh, that is date poet society and i think one more is uh, good will hunting which is a movie by ben affleck robbie williams and uh, i'm literally forgetting his name but yeah it's a pretty good movie as well good will hunting yeah, you can write it in the chat i'll just uh, make note of it as well yeah sure man yeah. so that's a pretty movie uh, these are the two movies that i normally uh, prefer uh, means if you if anyone suggests me any movie i would be just you know just say these two movies out loud as my favorite movies <laughs> then obviously you have yeah. christopher nolan and i think tom hanks also has pretty good movies and castaway is one of them which is my favorite yeah yeah um so i think uh, movies and tv shows we can keep discussing about them a lot yeah they will never end yeah i know it's and moving on to the next thing so it's pretty interesting how this generation of internet has evolved into because uh you know this this podcast right here wouldn't have been happening if twitter didn't exist absolutely we, we we connected through twitter and uh, you know twitter twitter can twitter has endless possibilities i mean if if it's used rightly to its exactly so the right thing use. with the uh, social media which i i mean i have been using since you know since when the phones came out back in 2004 i think or since yeah. that is that was probably the time when i had my first phone so uh since the phones came out you have we have all been you know exposed to the social media and i think social media is something which is equally ha- means harmful and equally useful the thing is yeah. you need to know you are what you are guiding into the social media if you are letting yourself go into the good places you can use social media as a good time, a good behavior, means you know good growth type of thing else you are just you know you are just uh, letting yourself down because there are a lot of negative things that social media exposes us to that maybe yeah. you know racism uh, and all, maybe, all sort of things yeah all sort of you know abuse and stuff like that so yeah exactly and like obviously there are always two sides to a coin and that's that's Absolutely. more or less the same with twitter uh, if you like only focus on the people who are good and who are who who are useful to you know build up your connections and teach you something that might be useful in life then i think it's that that's the best way to use and you know i in fact got this unpopular opinion i was telling telling you this yesterday when oh, like off, off air that twitter is uh, better than linkedin in terms of making connections because one people are more tend to be active on twitter uh, than linkedin obviously twitter is not the most actively used platform across the world but uh, it's still much actively used in linkedin as, as far as i uh, it's, it's actually when uh, i think if if well well was data is pulled on basis of that then i think uh, it would come to understand that there are a lot more people using twitter on a daily basis rather than yeah. people that are using linkedin because linkedin much even though the, it's a brilliant website and a well designed website and has great way to connect with people uh, people normally do not 
tend to uh, you know speak freely or comment freely because it's actually, yeah it's it's a professional platform because yeah you know, face when facebook made linkedin they said like okay like normally how linkedin came about is that it's pretty interesting um, because in back in 2012 and 2013 people like very explicitly started uh, searching for jobs and posting job opportunities and all that on facebook and it became a thing like it, it started to you know become a thing where people are getting jobs and getting connections via facebook and all that and facebook uh, look, took that as an opportunity and created a new platform for professionals named linkedin and they said okay look uh, so if you want to connect with professionals this is another platform for you and then they did this job of moving the audience who want just professional stuff on linkedin and kept facebook as this modes of entertainment where people post campaigns and ads and all that i'm not on facebook but i'm still just saying yeah, what facebook, i what i've even, i would say facebook has some good pages that you can follow but like yeah, uh, stuff that you do mind. as yeah but i don't think facebook is much more uh, helpful means obviously facebook have, has yeah, has linkedin, great linkedin has become facebook in a way now because if you see absolutely school, it's I, I, I scroll LinkedIn feeds and I don't find much of a difference between Facebook and LinkedIn apart from the fact that people on LinkedIn tend to keep m- much more of a professional language and tone than uh, than it than they keep on Facebook because Facebook is on the face of it quite unprofessional and, and uh, not not so you know what I mean I think also it depends on how the you know crowd is uh, this is one of the major things that depends like crowd based on Facebook is a little bit you know towards the age uh, group of uh, 4350 i would say since yeah. you know our elders have also joined in and uh, with linkedin i think it's again the same 43 and 50 because uh, most of them are work professionals with 17 20 mm. years of experience and even college that, students mean yeah either it's you know. that or it's just uh, you know no, uh, just uh, the new new graduates that are joining yeah freshers freshers. And all that, yeah exactly uh, they are joining in so uh, the the difference in age group when you have a massive difference in age group one thing that twitter does very well is they do not show this uh, unnecessary details in the account like what's the difference yeah, exactly. what's where are you from or where uh, what exactly which country you are from or which what's uh, your education you background and blah, blah exactly blah, blah, blah. so these are not the things that you really need in a social media platform to connect because when you're creating a connection you could be of any you know any diversity any background or any any web, any from any place basically so yeah and i agree uh, and i agree that like look twitter i feel it's it's much better than uh, linkedin in terms of finding connections as at least in the field i'm i'm interested in because i'm interested into sport li- analytics and i presume you are as well and if if you see on twitter uh, like it's there's a very good community for sports like data scientists especially for in football who you know posts a lot of tutorials and lot lot of um, videos documentations and all that and they help you a lot uh, in terms of learning and then going on to do make your own content and make your own uh, you know work work portfolio that could help you land up in a job in a football club or a sport sports bit or sports community is absolutely a gem in twitter i think if yeah. anyone uh, who whoever is listening to this podcast is interested in the growing field of sports or in football yeah i think twitter is the best basketball maybe hockey or any cricket, cricket. Even, uh, you know the best part to explore is twitter right now and twitter yeah, will exactly. teach you a lot of things that uh, in fact i would uh, like to confess that uh, i have uh, you know gained this uh, 
knowledge about sports like how you can step into sports or get into sports analytics or understand sports through twitter while i was using twitter yeah, exactly. so it was it was more me when i was using twitter and i have started to gather all this stuff that they used to share how they used to you know analyze stuff and uh, do stuff that is what made me interested in the sport analytics in the first place so yeah 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 twitter stopped me a lot like uh, i got podcast guests uh, i've like i i couldn't believe like i've interviewed uh, sport uh, like sport writers on different european outlets i've interviewed youtubers i've interviewed inter- interviewed a book author recently mm-hmm. i've interviewed uh, even i've recently done like the last sport podcast that i had done was on women's football which makes me wonder wow this this has come a really long way because it's really amazing and all that i think and yeah they, women's football is something that needs to be discussed more since it's a yeah, exactly. very very it's i think it's a is the most fastest growing industry right now in sports compared since men's sport is you know men's sport is always interesting and that is how sports started so there will always be yeah. a nostalgia towards that but i think women's sports is gathering this yeah, that, huge amount of you know uh, speed i wouldn't say speed but i'm not exactly finding the term so uh, uh that is uh, yeah pc yeah and i and i agree and I, it's very interesting to watch it as well because i watched uh, a lot of games and different sports uh, and the last uh, year or so and it's been very interesting so yeah you get to learn a lot you uh, do do a lot of stuff and you know learn a lot and it's pretty good to connect and you know yesterday i was actually a little angry because i was making this uh football data visualization uh and i was uh, the data i had apparently did not was not complete in a sense that helped me complete the data visualization like the data was there, that oh. was there it was probably not sufficient to complete so i just went on and i ranted like look the thing is that the people who put tutorials on data visualizations and all that in sport they should also put how the data can be extracted or scraped and all that because look web scraping is uh, like a legal gray area like when whoever teaches web exactly. scraping teaches that with a disclaimer that look uh, there's a risk of your ip address getting banned or something like that but still the disclaimer is there but uh, you can do it on your own your uh, own risk and this is how it's done and that's that's the sort of thing that you see in web scraping tutorials so like i'm like okay if there's any free place where you can actually get the data from you know these people should definitely share it and that that's what i was uh you know pondering the whole time yesterday because i, I was not able to uh, about data. this data since well because i think most of the time when you are when we are seeing the visualizations on data that are being extracted so they have most miss most of the time they already have the data or they have taken it from fbrep and stuff like that where yeah, they have implemented yeah. the data right so those are the things that is being currently tutored but i think one of the major part of being an analyst which is uh, cleaning the data arranging the data in a yeah that's right that's the main thing which is not being tutored because those are the tu- those are the tough part i would say those are the real tough part where you would really face you know this big blockage on your face where they hit you yeah. like a, like a wall and yeah so so that's the thing that's the thing and tutorials i've seen like some of them are genuinely um, want to admire that they do show how the data is cleaned and uh, how the uh, work is done with the data but they do not properly show how they have extracted the data 
for that particular tutorial and how one could extract any kind of data for that particular visualization the next time he or she does it so that's the sort of thing like if if i'm making let's say a bar graph a bar mm-hmm. graph is the most basic visualization one could ever make but if i have to make a bar graph i should know how to get a data for bar graph every time i want to make it that's the purpose like if you don't have the data you can't go ahead and once you get the data then you have to understand what all uh, columns and rows that you have in the data what are, how are the terms used in the data how is it represented exactly. how is and it how cleaned you- and what yeah what all is exactly required for making it and all that so that that's the second step so i think these two are the main things i think uh, they should i mean i, I they personally should focus feel on yes but yeah uh, it sometimes some of I them do some of them actually do but it's not actually like people are hesitate often to tell uh, where they they learn the exact stuff but because if you see now there are so many uh, data analysts on twitter like on especially in sports who do sports analytics mm-hmm. on twitter uh they when they started off they they obviously did not get paid data or anything like that right they 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 themselves started by the means of scraping or getting free data from some site and all that and they never tend to reveal that in a complete sense no matter how much they i know put out tutorials and uh, help people on their dms and all that they, no matter how much they do it they, i don't get the feel that they're absolutely telling people like okay when i started I, this is how i did and then i grew and then i got a job and they give me paid data and all that if you're getting my point so you know I'm, i still get that sort of a sense of a feeling but maybe i might be wrong guy if i actually we start- do not know the thing uh, before you know that it happens to us but yeah, i think i might be speculating to be honest yeah absolutely but most of the time i think uh, when you when you are you know gathering this uh, individual data which i think is more means a uh, lot of the t- lot of the times i think most of the times when you gather the data they are from the known websites that we have or by web scraping like you told but sometimes mm-hmm. i would say that uh, there are uh, scenarios where you you know you know manually track the data and gather the data manually yeah the, the only some people do that yeah exactly so which is a little bit uh, you know hectic or a heinous tenuous job uh, so which i think though can be done is a little bit you know it's a it's a hectic thing to do when you're manually tracking the data and gathering the data all by yourself writing you know thousands and thousands of lines of code so uh, that's probably one of the reasons that they they probably do which is why they do not share but that's that's just me again speculating on uh, what can be possible but yeah, yeah it should be at least at least if you are not uh, you know sharing Uh, how you gather the data share t- t- share at least phrases on how where from where do you gather the data so you do not need to teach yeah, us exactly. how but at least share from where yeah exactly and uh, you know i think yeah once uh, people like get a better idea of how to getting the data i think it's pretty simple for them and to make visualizations uh, and all that data i think uh, i think canadian premier league just uh, you know allowed a free capture of data and because they are giving away free data so oh, the, the football league or the, the, the football canadian league. football league football league yeah so canadian premier league you can go to their twitter page and they have they are just giving away free data based on each and every user every match and oh damn that's that's are, so impressive uh, yeah they are saying that i we would like to see what uh, individual users has made i think the thing with data is people do not tend to share free data i think that's exactly. also a problem uh, in the world like if you yeah. give free data uh, the chances of getting better uh, you know products or a better analysis is much more than just you know keeping the data all by yourself and giving it to only the ones that work within your company 
so <laughs> yeah data is the new oil like mukesh ambani famously said <laughs> exactly so yeah, yeah this, in the this, in the next 10 years in the next 10 years i think there was an article that you shared with me about the data yeah we'll get to that later because we have got to discuss something more uh, yeah let's so, talk about you know yeah, like yeah. Uh, even even just keeping that aside uh, with the in the next 10 years everything would be data like there is nothing else in this world that would not be data since it's already current it's out. already data like everything is uh, ruled in this world data and ai is already ruling the world we've long gone we long past a stage where we where we say ai will lo- rule the world in next couple of years no it's actually ruling already it's, it's exactly already I, and yeah. today i was just going through linkedin and there was this uh, hyundai hyundai company just said that by hmm. 2030 they are expecting to have a flying car which though is yeah. sounds ridiculous to me because since you know <laughs> uh, we haven't yet seen one of the you know th- prototypes or something but uh, if they are expecting as a company i would say that's a pretty big statement by a company you know if you're thinking that that thing i'm thinking about facebook what they said facebook in their conference said uh, in a couple of years there will be uh, glasses digital glasses like the one tony sark wears uh, which would, would uh, project digital, digital holographic projections uh, during meetings so people won't have to physically attend they they can attend through their holographic projection I and think the, it's sooner than we realize it is means it can come yeah, yeah the digital glasses that will uh, allow people to digitally uh, project themselves holographically or whatever you want to call it mm-hmm. so if, I think it's yeah, sooner that, I think we will see that sooner than we realize the reason is uh, when when we invented the first uh, you know computer it was in I think it was in 1980s or 19s around yeah, that time 80s and 90s around that time yeah 70s and and late like, 70s time if you if you're talking about the actual computer you got to talk about the turing machine and all that and the inac uh, the inac inac system so late 60s i yeah. think right? so yeah the allen turing benedict cumberbatch movie exactly exactly <laughs> exactly yeah so you know like 40 50, 60 years we have come and uh, come to a state where we are enjoying you know artificial intelligence machine learning machines are doing the stuff in 60 60 years so you know this is a car this is a growth curve which will always go up there is no you know there is there is a point which will be stagnant but it's still not there yet because the growth curve yeah. is still going up so you never know you can always see those stuffs happening because we are still it will always i think it will go up for the next three or four decades in my opinion because uh, no mm-hmm. new things are new things are pop because one one thing leads to the other it's always like that yeah and always a knock on effect th- and there are conspiracy theorists who say that time travelers actually exist and they uh, you know uh, brainwash people with ideas from the future that actually lead them to inventing something that uh, you know leads to innovation and all that and i don't believe them but it still is an yeah. interesting theory to it's it's a know, conspiracy for that reason because you know no one has saw means no one has seen a time traveler and no one will even confess that i am a time traveler if i am a time traveler i would not confess it to you that i am a time traveler <laughs> exactly Yeah, it reminds me of Dark. You know, Dark was the best one. Absolutely, yeah, Dark. Dark. Thirty-three years one. Yeah, what if the thirty-three uh, year uh, further in uh, further down the line version of me is existing somewhere in the world or something? It's so interesting. It, it, it yeah. was a crazy theory in Dark. I think it it kind yeah, of it was. created a havoc in my mind. I would say. Yeah, it actually did. I was actually considering stuff like, what if it's true? Like, what if all this can happen actually in some way? and you know it's interesting to explore that stuff um anyway uh, we'll okay we'll talk twitter trolls and all that in a bit okay let's just jump on to the data future of data science point so 
since we are in this field and domain of talking right now so obviously i sent you an article yesterday which said mm-hmm. the future of data scientist in 10 like the t- data scientist will be extinct in the next 10 years yeah and i think I, they I, I, may they speak about the term of data scientist that will be extinct yeah because look uh, look i the the bottom line of that point is when you talk about becoming a data scientist Uh, like for uh, like example like if you if you're doing engineering uh, you could become a computer engineer or a mechanical engineer or mm-hmm. if you become a doctor you can be an a cardiologist or whatever like there are different uh, sectors in that but if you're becoming a data scientist you you become a data scientist of what exactly you could become sports and there, there's not many sectors to it like it's it's very vague and uh, subjective i think i was uh, say, uh, since you, you know since you're bringing this topic of what you can be as a data scientist so i was reading an article today and uh, it was again from towards data science uh, mm. so they were saying uh, that there are various different roles actually of data means where you are a data scientist data analyst yeah, exactly. engineer machine learning engineer and stuff like that but the thing is when we are in a community and when we ask the uh, people who are already working in the field they do not uh, you know they do not explain to us properly that what uh, what are the roles that you need or what are the skills that you need to go towards that role so which is why this uh, means there is a massive amount of person who are still in the intermediate zone and the half way down the advanced zone and struggling to find a profession or uh, you know create a portfolio of how they can uh, you know advance their skill or put it out in the world so there are a lot of people who are still stuck there because of the way we do not share so that was a pretty good article uh, i will link it uh, down in the end so that you can read yeah. about but yeah. uh, regarding the choices i think data science is some somewhere down the line it will be extinct uh, since more and more apps i think if you search youtube or sorry sorry search google on uh, if there are any apps which doesn't need to code and you can create a website there are you know you will find tens and thousands of apps which will not require you to code and you can still do the th- thing yeah that that was the main point you know because if you the article that i sent you yesterday which said data scientists will be extinct in 10 years it basically said going forward the skill set collectively known as data science will be borne by a new generation of data savvy business specialists and subject matter exactly. experts who are able to imbue uh, analysis with their deep domain knowledge irrespective of whether they can code or not which is which is i think a very good point like yeah whether you can code or not you can just make visualizations and you can do your analysis like i think making, tableau is a big example of that yeah tableau, tableau is a big really, example of that yeah uh, i've been learning that uh, like in the last few days and i realized it's and absolutely like tableau is a massive massive thing you know for uh, yeah, exactly. this is drag and drop and you get the visualization and then you just do your analysis on that yeah it lessens down your work as well and it 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 really it it uh, lessens down the time you really need to code the one thing that i think that tableau doesn't offer you is scraping of websites to gather your data which is an important part in uh, in a in a mm. in a uh, in a field like data science and data analysis which is which i'm not really sure because i have not been using tableau for that long and neither i would say i am an expert so uh, i'm not really sure if tableau allows that but i haven't seen options that allow tableau to you know scrape websites uh, for data i think there are scrapers that are available on tableau like for tableau like if you the data that tableau reads i think you can embed scrapers i'm not sure i'm, I'm just there are saying. scrapers and i i was using uh, one of them to you know uh, uh, scrape websites 
but uh, that's, that's just a Chrome extension and it doesn't really help you that much because it returns the data in a pretty much a tabular format, which uh, you cannot export in an, any file format. You would just need to copy paste and then manually input the data, which is a, again, a very hectic process. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, that's a point uh, which uh, I think needs emphasis that uh, how no code websites and how no code uh, sites are influencing the generations, which uh, will eventually lead to coders. Because anyone just... can be data. Like as long if you get a visualization for you, like once you make a visualization, the next part is doing like analyzing what you have visualized. And once, so once the visualization is made using Tableau or whatever no, no code platform is there or coded platform is there, the next thing is analysis and analysis is something that many people uh, can tend to do just looking at the exactly. data and analyzing the data. Analysis is basically, you know, understanding the data, what it is showing Yeah, exactly. And that pretty much a lot of people can do, which which again makes it stagnant. Like there are too many people. It just becomes like another engineering kind of a field. Like there are too many exactly, engineers and exactly. there's jobs in it. So, yeah. I think it's a it's a field that can be very much saturated. Uh, I hmm, think you can be the word. I think saturation or something. Sa- uh, I don't like sustainability is like the word, to be honest. Uh, how long is data science as a field sustainable? And I think like, if I look at today, look at it today, like it has got different branches. Like it's got machine learning and uh-huh. AI uh, that can expand the uh, whole noise of data science. And that I think uh, can actually make revolutions in the next 10, 20 years. But the whole raw concept of data science and data analysis, I think. It's going to stagnate in the next decade, like as the article. Yeah, it's it's it... not means I think we, we means just to just to you know remind any of our listeners that this is not to demotivate and this is not to tell that. No, yeah, not to demotivate. Yeah, as yeah long as just we... to say that it's a discussion where you know it can yeah, be possible, it might not be possible, and we can be absolutely wrong. So yeah, exactly. Uh, it's just a you know it's just a guess towards that end since uh, it's it was very well documented on an article and towards data science and how it was how it can be possible and it's just to say that data science as a role will be different not that data science will be totally eradicated from here and also also like as long as okay so so we are also not saying it's going to end tomorrow or something like it's still there for a decade so as long as it's there for the decade just if you are interested in it and if you want to do something like just go get into it and explore the hell out of it so that's and, yeah. and you know funnily i think uh, a lot of the audience especially on my side uh, when they listen to this they might find this segment boring because not many of them are into data science or data analytics like who knows there are some people and there are some people are not so they might find this segment quite alien <laughs> but you never know who listens you know so you can yeah, always exactly. just to you know yeah, give you a disclaimer that do not get uh, you know demotivated by this it's just a, a weird guess so yeah. it can happen just, it cannot happen just, and just fuck like, every, just fuck everything and do whatever you want that's the exactly do the do the thing that you want to do exactly yeah yeah just don't fucking care about anything so yeah l- now we'll just talk about it then the so let's talk I think about yeah, the topics. most uh, you know the most uh, controversial topic I would say because uh, yeah. not controversial. I think like it's more of an something that uh, which is inhuman uh, and which uh, yeah. you know affects yeah, look, individual lives as well. Look, so I'll, I'll classify them into three types. Okay, so 
I don't know if it's how, how fair is it, but I in in my view I'll classify Twitter trolls, uh, into three parts. One, um, people who like do relevant stuff or do like actual good stuff in life, and they just want entertainment and a getaway in life, and they just come on Twitter and have fun, make jokes, and you know just have have fun with others on Twitter and like in a good mm-hmm. way. so they just have fun on twitter but not but they have their boundaries and lines on twitter so they just have fun that's one there's two who actually stay on twitter the whole day and they just you know make jokes and troll people and you know do weird shit like you know i've seen uh, people who copy someone's tweet and then they tweet it on their account and someone copies it from their account and quotes it and you know there's so much weird shit that's happening and yeah, you know, the clouding people yeah yeah exactly they they uh, you know troll people they <laughs> they just do all sorts of fun shit on twitter like nothing for them is serious like they don't discuss anything in a serious context like they'll uh, like for example if there's news about the climate they'll they'll find some way to make fun of climate like something like that i mean they they'll, they'll make fun of everything and anything that they see on twitter and once they also form agendas and uh, pe- and if someone is listening to this this is not specifically for you like uh, someone i know who might listen to this this is not specifically about you i'm just talking in general so like for example fabrizio romano like the fo- famous football journalist was there so what he does is basically uh, he has got his own sources of uh, news information that he gets and um, he reports it when he gets them but a lot of times what happens is that he does not get his own information so he confirms it from other journalists in the field and he then tags them and it just posts the news and these twitter trolls they just go there and uh, t- uh, type a uh, tap in merchant like he's just tapping and like he's just copy pasting yeah, yeah, yeah. that he has taken yeah so they troll him in that way and there and so these are the, these are the second class of people like who are uh, who are twitter trolls i would say like they just make fun of everything and anything and uh, then there is class 3 who cross their limits be it on on a racist level be it on a gender level like these people they mm-hmm. uh, like anything and everything they see they abuse they like to abuse a lot they cross the boundaries and limits of racism and all these sensitive issues around the world and you know they they are the ones who like Uh, deserve to get suspended and all that kind of a thing and these are the people who actually say things to celebrities or sports uh, sports athletes uh, things that might actually affect them mentally or something like that exactly no. like the first thing of means first thing towards any uh, athlete or a celebrity or people like they are also humans right so they will yeah, have exactly. exactly the same things that we do like we as humans hmm. do they have their families they have their daily routines they have their own jobs that to, that they need to take care of they have their own kids to take care of they might be mm-hmm. a little bit more uh, you know living a bit more posh lifestyle but that mm-hmm. doesn't mean that they would not be having the same emotional stress or the physical stress that exactly. each and every human goes through and just to just to make their lives a little bit harder because uh, one of the days they were not good at their job or one of the days they were not uh, yeah, not exactly. doing, you know correct it doesn't make them doesn't make it any easier for them and i know the sad part is uh, these people act like they don't do any wrong in life like they they've never made mistakes in life they they act like as if they are the ones the embodiment of this you know godly figure 
yeah exactly embodiment of a godly figure like they they don't accept that if a person has done something wrong in the past they can change like for good and they they think like every everyone should be perfect at everything and uh, nothing can have flaws in it like they don't realize that the world is not perfect like there's imperfection imperfection in every single thing and you know uh, what what you know boggles my mind is that uh, when people like they give when they say people say we've got death threats from people and trolls on twitter we've got Absolutely. racist abuse on racist abuse on twitter uh, from people you know i start thinking people have started normalizing this shit because i i have seen personally there are 12 13 year old kids and i'm not saying all these troll accounts are 12 13 year olds there are grown up people uh, who are you know far Dumb more mature shit. yeah they've said more worse shit than others but there are 12 13 year old kids in this day and generation who have access to mobile phones from a very young age and their mind is in a point where it's developing and it's understanding what life is about and in that developmental stage when they have these mobile devices and when they see some idiot saying uh, shit about racism and uh, uh, death giving death threats to someone they see this stuff and they normalize this like so the next time they these kids get angry on someone they'll use the same thing towards you know someone like if they got angry at the favorite player and so they they'll give them death threats so okay I'll, i'll i'll go i'll kill you the next time i'll see you or something like that some shit like that and it's normal for him because this is where he's developed he or she have, he, know, he or she or them. whoever it is they've seen this sort of a thing so they they get influenced so bad by this their whole mental development as a person just you know even if Do- with dhoni's daughter it happened recently like uh, dhoni did not play well in some of the games and there are kids who are uh, abusing the comment uh, to their daughter like uh, and all that which is yeah. normal like for them like they're thinking it's normal like i, I get angry i'll use this term as as a cuss word or something like that which is this is mind boggling like it's beyond me like okay how the hell is this happening and all that I think and, it's more about how Twitter or any social media network doesn't. Yeah, I mean, like, uh, yeah, any social media, like, uh, race, like racist abuse and death threats and all these sort of sort of things. These are becoming a ways of expressing someone's anger, and yeah. it's it's what ultimately it's becoming, in my opinion, because, you know, uh, obviously there there are stereotypes and all that in society, but they don't often abuse someone just just for the sake of. not having a good game in sport or anything like that they but there are people who are just expressing these uh, derogatory terms as a means of expressing their anger which is which is ridiculous uh, actually which is actually ridiculous yeah, yeah, uh, ludicrous yeah actually the thing absolutely. that i do not understand is uh, which makes it's even when like since you use the term mind boggling so which uh, is that even though you you may not accept a few things that i have maybe i i accept a few things or and you do not accept a few things which is perfectly okay we can have different opinions you do not need to derogate a person to you know prove your point you can just not accept and say it out loud that you do not accept it's as easy as that yeah exactly and and the and the best way of going on twitter is this if you see something that 
things will trigger you just ignore or block or mute the person the just want to just carry you know block it just easily block, block it, it. or mute it to bother it because there are yeah. so many million accounts you can just focus on yeah. something yeah else. that's what i've learned because i i've i've tweeted things and like i've tweeted normal things and there are people who disagree with me and like go in my comments and say fuck off shut up you knobhead or something like that and i just mute them or block them instantly and i and i just move on like forget about it that's that's how i think it, it kind of works in this uh, you know in this day and age on exactly so platform. the thing thing is it it should means that anything that bothers you you do not really need to you know bother to avoid means either avoid it or do not uh, give too much time into it so that it again doesn't bother you back so uh, yeah. the whole idea of uh, you know the twitter trolls i think it it came with the idea where when people uh, just couldn't suppress their anger or didn't understand how the entire world works because they think i think this was very prominent after uh, the villarreal and the man united defeat because i was seeing a lot of them i am not fit. sure i have seen a lot more but i was i can just recall that in the first go i think marcus rashford was the one who uh, faced a lot of racist comment as well as uh, because he was unable yeah, to you know say that racist or something which is uh, very Um, yeah like actually it, the, the th- entire thing is he plays for a club and i play uh, i can play a match good i can play a match bad and it doesn't make me uh, one single match doesn't make yeah the matches of high importance doesn't matter because it can be any random day it could have been any other random day and it doesn't change yeah. the fact that uh, i still feel how means i know how i played obviously he would know how he played and people abusing him on uh, his color is ridiculously lame and cheap yeah and i, I think no, that's I think... something that twitter should control and i think this is something that twitter yeah, they are allow. actually trying yeah they are trying to control and um, like restricting you not know, use of terminologies and that which is i think the best they're trying to do but uh, you know but i think the inception of this whole thing is that um, again in the third section of people i said who who just say shit that is out of control or out of order mm-hmm. even even in that category i think there are two sets of people one who who started off making jokes and fun on twitter and then they saw that they jo- they're actually quite funny and they've got quite much of humor and then uh, they took it to the next level and start abusing so that they sound more cool or something like that and that's how they cross limits and the second set of people are those who are like um, like who ha- who lack education in terms of uh, you know all these concepts of racism or something like that like it, it is education. possible because you know uh, not yeah. in every other world like i i was reading a data uh, when the entire thing for uf uh, uafa happened and yeah. uh, there was like nearly 73 countries who actually does not allow homosexuality so which is a ridiculously high number 73 yeah. countries not uh, means not allowing homosexualities it's really a concern because uh, it this is the year this is the 21st century and this should be a pretty much normalized and yeah. this is one of the reasons why there are still a lot of trolls and i think twitter does a good job but i wouldn't say they do a pretty good yeah. job because look um, you know look, like i was two, go ahead there's two things there's two things uh, so one i think with twitter a lot of people said that twitter should uh, verify using um, you know passports or government identities or something like that 
and when people say that they don't realize the amount of data breaches and data scams that, that have happened in the history of internet the best example is the date uh, cambridge analytica the donald trump election if you don't know so basically Do- donald trump apparently won a us election U- us presidential election by the virtue of hacking or like uh, getting user voter data like wo- voter data using a company like he used data in an election yeah so it's one of the biggest scams uh, like biggest data breaches in the history of the internet so basically what i'm trying to say is um, on these platforms such as facebook instagram twitter whatever the the lesser your data is available the better because uh, there are there is more chance of the data getting breached or the data getting leaked and the data getting into someone's hands that it shouldn't be because ultimately these companies earn earn their revenue selling personal information of other users oh, which absolutely. is as as wrong as it may sound that is the truth and which is why in countries like europe i think there are there is so much uh, protest and um, struggle for bringing up better laws for uh, data privacy or data privacy and data data, yeah da- yeah accessibility of data of oh, and you know transparency of what uh, data does social media apps and people you know t- take uh, in general from a user and all that and you know it's still in works let's see like in next few years yeah, if it's like possible data yeah. is data is since since everything is now autonomous right everything is yeah, exactly. on the internet so uh, the data is of the highest priority and if you're leaking yeah, out yeah. your data or if you're letting the uh, you know individual media sites or social media sites leak out your data that means you have no privacy because your data like your even your photos are stored in google cloud so yeah your photos are getting leaked that means if you're letting the data go away so yeah which results in your privacy breach which should be the uh, highest concern so yeah so that's something that uh, needs to be tightened up i would say uh, based on all of the social media sites plus i would say that uh, twitter should also allow this see it's a very you know gray again it's a very gray area where you should uh, ask twitter whether they should authenticate all the accounts or whether they should not because uh, you know if you allow people to be anonymous they can provide quality content through by anonymity anonymity i'm not even sure yeah exactly yeah exactly but, but but look the thing is there's two things to it twitter um wouldn't want Twitter should not and wouldn't want itself to uh, go through a process of verifying people through their identities and not, and which is good because one, it does not give them sensitive data that could be breached and hacked or taken away by people, and two, uh, they their business model isn't getting affected because if Twitter starts verifying people, a lot of people would leave Twitter and that would reduce and drop off their revenues. because a lot of people wouldn't want to expose their identity on a, on an app like twitter so twitter wouldn't tend exactly, to do that. So what, exactly like so the, be- is, the uh, best the best thing that they can do is make better detecting systems using ai or whatever they can use tools or using other uh, programming languages or, or tools that are available on internet that actually um you know suspends this people or uh, suspends like doesn't allow the usage of such derogatory terms on their platform they can do that actually yeah they can do that also i would say that if uh, you know if the people's in twitter like the accounts in twitter should also be personally you know 
reporting these things reporting these incidents yeah reporting is another uh, an- another way this can yeah like we yeah. want to make a community which is peaceful which is good and which is you know pros- which is prospering towards the direction yeah. we wouldn't want to yeah. make it derogatory and you know sound sick so the more the people you know uh, report on this silly behaviors and you know cheap behaviors the better the community gets that's all theories because individually twitter can work with the multiple algorithms and they would still miss out one or two until and unless the people yeah. start you know uh, working yeah, exactly. through them exactly and yeah and one more thing is that uh, when you know these celebrities and sports athletes that we are talking about who get all these abuse and all these uh, you know all this shit that they get in life uh, they they are already taking away so much from their life like they know when they get into a field of sport they are getting into a celebrity kind of status where they are missing their normal life like they cannot go with mm-hmm. their girlfriends or boyfriends or family with uh with with the kids outside for a walk in the garden or walk down the park or walk down the street they can they can't do that they 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 going they miss so much of their normal life and even on social media their activity is restricted like as to what they, what all they can see or what all they can tweet yeah, or what course, all they yeah. you know what all they can put uh in terms of what they feel personally and all that there there are there are so many restrictions that they impose themselves in their life getting into uh, such uh fields and all that so upon that if you put put such abuse towards them just for having one bad day at the office It, it it it's going to like kill them virtually mentally some point like it's it's so uh, so disturbing and, and in, even more since you know like mental health is such a you know limited topic yeah. nowadays like it has yeah. still not yet grown to a point where we discuss mental health to you know op- very open yeah there's, there's still people who criticize when someone comes up with mental health issues and all that which is yeah, they, because you know when it, because like let's say you know if you think in a bigger pros- perspective and you to see the term in a birds eye view you would see that in the past 60 years or 70 years people never spoke about it and when it started when exactly. people actually started to care, come out of that bubble and say that we yes there are issues and men can also have issues women can also have issues in this means people are like okay this is new we do not know what this was in the last uh, 60 years so how do we know that this is even a real thing so this is the exactly the mindset that uh, happens but even means even though it is true and even though it is very valid yeah like best example is my parents because my parents like don't really get the concept because it's I don't think it's pretty, actually you're just your parents I think everyone of our means previous like to our generation actually it's a time. generational gap is it fair to say exactly. it's a generational gap it is a generational gap because we they grew up in a generation where uh, all all they did in that day was their usual 9 to 5 job and they came back and they did not have all these electronic gadgets and all that could that would distract their mind and they just all their world was concised into uh spending time with their family and their you know dear ones and all that and they, exactly. they just talked for hours and hours and they spent time with them and now it's more about spending more time on social media and all that so we we creating community a, different other communities and yeah yeah we, we've grown in a very different way and they to have grown like a very different way so it's obvious that there's a generational gap there and it's natural that it, sometimes it's difficult for them to understand from the place we exactly. are coming from and the place they are coming from so it's not the wavelengths don't match in a way i feel 
that's absolutely yeah. true actually so you know it 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 matters on where, how far you are down the line if you know there are things like boomer baby and all this stuff like that so uh, if you are in a generation where you have experienced both the sides of uh, the social media as well as the uh, previous generation you will be able to link it better on why they why they are in that way but if you are since, since like let's say someone who was born in 2014 they cannot relate on why their parents are like that yeah exactly so that's where there is a massive gap and that uh, i think there is means there is not much individual us can do but there are things that we can do by you know like you know blogs yeah we can slowly talking kind of about try it. our best yeah try try we can try obviously we can uh, try and explain our point of view and perspective which exactly this can happen but yeah ultimately i think the point remains is that you know it's even i have fun on twitter sometimes i joke around and all that but absolutely i try Bantering and keep bantering and uh, you know yeah. abuse is both different thing and, and i won't rule myself out like sometimes i might uh, cross i did actually cross limits quite sometimes but i like deleted that stuff and i owned up that i shouldn't have done that but yeah like there's line there's, there's obviously a line thin line that people should i think maintain yeah, I mean, they should maintain like sometimes you know bantering just have fun but don't just cross limits that's it yeah yeah uh, I think we've discussed a lot. I think it's 90 minutes. It's a good start for the first episode. So yeah, how was it? Did you enjoy it? Hey, absolutely, absolutely. This was fun. This was. We should do it again, again. You know, with uh, uh, I think exactly. some yeah, some think of the it's, it's time good yeah, topics. Yeah, we want to discuss more. Yeah, we'll discuss much more stuff. Yeah, we'll discuss much more stuff in the next one. I think yeah, you you need to go such time for you. So, thanks everyone for listening who was tuned in. Uh, I hope like it was a fun discussion. I hope nothing that we said was controversial or anything like that. But yeah, stay safe, keep safe. Uh, just listen to this on Spotify, Apple, Google Podcasts, and many more places. It's gonna be there all 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 those places. And yeah, see you again in the next podcast. Then see you people. Enjoy.